Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis, and as always, I'm joined by Michael. How are you doing tonight, Mike? Pretty good. Dennis, how's it going? Not too bad. Not too bad. Got a little bit of a headache, sinus situation going on. A little classic post-Thanksgiving illness. Right. It's that time of year again. Yeah, I mean, combination of different different types and quantities of food, generally lack of sleep, whether or not you participate in Black Friday shenanigans, and yeah. uh, and various amounts of traveling. For me, it involved about a eight-hour drive down Wednesday morning of last week, day before Thanksgiving, and then uh, another eight hours back yesterday afternoon. Good night. Which was Sunday the twenty sixth. Oh man, yeah. So this will be this will be what this will be. Our listeners will be hearing this after well, in a couple of weeks or a week after, right after the Black Friday. Yeah, so. D- December fourth. Right. So what we'll be talking, I'm sure, about our our time during the whole holiday season. If we catch everybody else up on that. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, how's the weather been up there in northern Indiana, or, or I guess even down south? where you were at was it nice it was it was pretty nice down there not uh not too not too cold i mean generally somewhere like the 50s you know yeah my my brother lives in in florida uh titusville near cape canaveral and oh, so yeah, right. he he pretended to joke about how cold it was in in tennessee which of course is warm for us in right. northern indiana You're right and uh yeah, much. Man, I'll tell you what, Titusville is an awesome place to live. I'd love to live there because you can see all the shuttle launches. It's perfect. Or I mean, yeah. sorry, when the shuttle's launched. <laughs> right, right. Now it's yeah. um, as uh, as he was telling me, I think it's all uh, private private companies that use the use the facilities there. Yeah, it is. Uh, Elon um, Musk and yeah, all those guys. I'm a super. I'm a super uh, space nerd. Okay. Oh, I mean, to add to my multiple geek qualities, I guess, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that was my, as a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up was astronaut. Well, sure. Um, I mean. Yeah. I mean, God, really? I mean, wh- that, why not? Um, <laughs> but so I was always consumed with the shuttle and, and the space flights and things like that. And one of the coolest things I ever did was being able to go to NASA. Um, and then I went later as an adult and just randomly were, when we were in the... Um, Oh, this is the, the visitor's center. They okay. have, they, you can buy, they just said, Hey, there's, there's shuttle. You can watch the shuttle take the space shuttle take off and get tickets. And it was just kind of one of those rambling things when I walked by and they says, yeah, it's tonight. You can only buy tickets. Now there's no like on, there was no online thing back then. Sure. And, sure. and it's just, you have to be here at the right time, right place. And we were just standing there and it's like, okay, we'll stand in line. And it was only 25 bucks a ticket. Wow. To go to go watch it, yeah. So I was like, "Holy crap! This is like this is going to be a dream come true." I totally <laughs> want to do this. And we stood in line for an at least an hour to get tickets, and and it was like the place closed, and we had to come right, you know, back later that I think it was the next night, maybe or that day. I think it was the next night, <laughs> and it was the coolest, one of the coolest experiences of my life. They shut down all of the highways, and there's police blocking the the highways, but you have to have the special like pass that we had. It's right. a NASA on it. Oh, it's so freaking cool. Nice. And you just drive on these these big empty roads with nobody there except for police. And you go to the spot. We were we sat in queues in the tourist center when it's past closed. 
And we sat there for two and a half, three hours, I think, waiting. And then they bust us out to the closest public viewing place you can have. And it is where the space shuttle is. There's a lake and right. you're right across the lake from it. Wow. And it's, oh, it's, it was amazing. There was like, you could see the shuttle with the naked eye just right there. It's just really big. The, all the lights. And it was at nighttime, which was going to be even better. Um, so we sat there and it's just, there's, it's not any stands or anything. It's just, I mean, I guess there was some stands, but it's just grass next to the lake. Worst part was that the light, the lights that were shining out on the lake, you would always see just eyeballs pop up all the time from all the alligators. Oh, right. Yeah. That's and it was crazy. like, it was crazy. I mean, there was Gator nothing country. to stop us from there and they're just staring right at us all over the place. Did you um, ever see, uh, did you ever see the movie space camp? Yes. Oh yeah. Huge. One of I, my, yeah. My childhood favorites. I made a reference to that with somebody, probably one of my younger brothers, and they had no idea what I was talking about. And I'm like, man, oh, man. we watched that movie so many times when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And I and I bought it for my kids, and they watched it multiple times. It's still, I think, nice. one of my girls' favorite movies. I mean, nice. Max, you know, send them into space. I love it. Right, um, right. So, yeah, that, that's kind of what was going through my head, that whole kind of experience of that, you know, feeling there. And... It was great because they were piping through this, these large loudspeakers through the, over the area, um, mission control and the mm. astronauts talking back mm-hmm. and forth, uh, doing all the pre-flight checks. Um, so the sum that up at the end there, it didn't actually take off. There was uh. lightning strikes like five miles offshore, and it has to be no lightning strikes within so many minutes or something, and it just sure. kept doing it. Like they'd get close. And then, bam, another lightning strike off way off in the mm. distance. You know, like, oh, nope. So it has to be just perfect. And then they canceled it. But it would have been amazing. I'm still very happy for the experience. It's sure. something that um, – but I never get to see that. So I, I've been back to NASA, I think, twice, the Space Center, Kennedy Space Center, twice since then. Um, I would encourage anyone to go. It's still amazing, even though the shuttles aren't there and they don't launch from there. Uh, you can see the Atlantis, which they've got. You can touch it and be right up inside of it. Mm. Um and it's all on display. The the big, huge displays they've got there are amazing. The visitor center is super cool. Um, and then you do get to take, uh, you get to go to another spot where they have the uh, Saturn rockets, which were size of, I don't know, football fields. And they have them yeah. hanging above your head, and it's just amazing. <laughs> um, the the sad part about it, though, is that this is where it all comes back. The sad part about it is that they... You get a. You can also buy a tour, really fairly cheap. You know, like ten bucks or so, where they take mm-hmm. you around all the facilities on on the bus. Right. Uh, and I've done that before, and you get to go up to the launch pads and stuff. But the last time I went, they were dis- they were taking down all of the all of the shuttle stuff. Right. And they were just. It was just all of it was gone. I was like, oh, it's so sad. You know, so sad. They yeah. had the the big track things, huge things. Uh, that uh, runways that they took the, the shuttle all the way down is all taken apart. And so, yeah, what, what you did see, though, is they took you by, like, SpaceX, the, the, the facility right. they've got there, and all the different places that are private. They've got buildings there for them. And, like, this is our future. I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah that's, but, what, uh, that's what my brother does down there. He's a, he's a crane operator. So oh, really? I don't know what, like, setting up rockets and assembling or disassembling oh, cool as buildings and, and stuff there it's uh and which brother a, is this that's david oh really no kidding there's that's... there's a whole conversation there about uh 
the efficiency of public versus private sector stuff that uh, we won't get into because yeah, 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 sure. That's, I don't want to talk politics here, here nor there. But but, but I, I, I recently say, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, I will say that, that it, it is sad. I just want to put that in as a science space, you know, enthusiast, big time. Um, it's really, really sad to see that we're no longer in that game. So, or sure, the way sure. that we were, I guess. But Yeah, anyway. I mean, it's it's happening with this stuff. I don't know. I'm not, I haven't, I haven't followed that stuff as, as closely as, as maybe you have, but there's, there's still some of it happening. There is. When, there uh, is. When so I was out in world was different. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, the the shuttle program was a a new system to the Apollo program. Right. Um I recently, well, a couple months ago when I was out in Idaho, we put on a there's a YouTube video that shows the whole feed of uh of the moon landing, the Apollo yeah. 11. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy. I asked my parents about it because they were, they were both born in '59, so they would have been, whatever, like young then, right? Yeah, nine, nine or ten when that happened, but Man, old talk enough about to a remember. Fascinating time, right? Like, yeah, your mind going wild with that. And we're watching this video, and it's like there's a long stretch of like twenty, thirty minutes where it's just like the camera pointed at the the frame of the lem, and you don't see anything. You just hear voices. As Neil Armstrong is walking around, taking pictures, there you know, Mission Control is trying to, you know, suggest to him which rocks he should pick up and put in the box, and you're like, oh man, like, f- f- well, first of all, this is amazing, and it's still right. amazing to see now, yeah. But second of all, this is really, really boring. Like, (laughs) just, just super cautious, like, and I get it, like, it makes sense, but it's still kind of like, I I was, my sister and I were watching, and I said, I said, do you think that this, that they broadcast this whole thing, or was it like, once he stepped down, they like, you know, switched it, switched it, you know, whatever, and she's like, no, I bet, I bet they aired this whole thing, it was like three and a half hours, (laughs) and I'm like, I'm like, man, you could, I don't think you could do that today. Yeah, I mean, but they were. I on mean, another maybe world. The, the, they were on another world, right? They, they they air all of all of the Olympics and stuff like that. But I'm like, yeah, man. Today there's just there's just so much to do, so much, so much media, so much entertainment. You know, of, yeah, and of, our, of, our our ADHD is part of the public culture now. We we have to have something. You know, yeah, three, and three it's not like nothing. you know, I want my my uh, you know slightly slightly older man personality wants to wants to blame the youth but we were talking about we were talking about D last week and you said you know one of the one of the guys pops open his uh his clash royale in the middle of D D is our our friend trotsky who's five years older than me so it's not uh it's not a no it's no no it's, it's 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 all of us it's not just it's, that i mean it's, it's all, it's of, all us, of us right? i mean the our our parents' generation are the are the ones you hear complaining the most about people's people's heads in their in their phones all day. But you know they're they're just you know you get you get your grandma a smartphone and she'll be on it just as much as anybody else. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're, they're yeah. everyone's everyone's on it. It's just it's part of human culture. It is what it is. But yeah. uh, but back then when you didn't have it, you know it does seem very boring. 
but a lot of things were very boring. I mean, you, you would play with like a wheel and a stick down the street that, you know, <laughs> right. that was fun. Right. right. And, and the paddle balls and things like that, that was what you had. So yeah. think, you know, letting your imagination go wild for an hour or two with like looking at a ground of an alien planet while they talked about what they're doing on that alien planet. That's a real thing that, you know, that may be yeah, the most I mean, interesting thing in the world. I mean, even today, you know, I, I saw it a couple months ago and I think I would have watched the whole thing except it was, you know, yeah, right. It was it was past the time that I had been going to sleep every other night and there were still 2 hours left and I'm like I don't think I can <laughs> I don't right. think I can do this. The the uh nowadays if that if that was a thing that would have happened, they would have had like that picture would have been like in a little picture in picture box while they had commentators talking about what's going on and how they're doing it and then statistics yeah. about it and yeah, they would have had all the things that contribute to our attention deficit stuff. A, a bunch of color commentary that's yeah. that's useless and uh, Yeah, that's what they would have done. They would have filled the space. Absolutely would have filled the space. Um but it's just different. Uh, anyway, I, I, I do love all the space stuff and it's cool that, that that's out there. You know this comes back around we started talking about this just because David was in, in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And we were talking about the weather, right? How it was Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will take it back. I will say that the the, the weather here has been unseasonably warm, and yeah, yeah. Today we were it was it it absolutely felt like it was the end of May, and we had meetings outside for work, and it was just you know if you wore a coat it was silly. A light jacket was probably even silly. So right. that's and last week was pretty much the same. It was really really nice, um, with maybe one or two cold days. So it's been something to enjoy. Not a typical Indiana weather right yeah uh so what'd you do uh for did you do any black friday stuff like sales i i went out friday not super early um i went to uh let's see i went to gamestop because they had a deal where you could get the two terabyte first gen ps4 not two terabyte one terabyte yeah. um for 199 dollars, which is the price almost everybody had but they were yeah. also giving you a 50 dollar gift card oh nice like a game yeah they they opened at like midnight so when i got there around six because that's when my sisters were going to target um yeah. they were all sold out so oh, i went what? to yeah oh man but i went to target and uh there was nothing particular i was looking for there um i got a couple of puzzles for half off um that's a that's a new family holiday activity i'm trying to push because it you know it it soaks up some of the the people so that we can more easily play a like four or five player game (laughs) nice you're right the people who don't like the people who don't like to play games that they can get sucked into that. Yeah, I mean they're already in the puzzle. And the nice thing about a puzzle is you rotate in and out of it, and it's no big yeah. deal. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but I got a couple of those. I also picked up a copy of the Bob Ross Art of Chill game. Oh my god, I saw that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's tw- twenty five bucks, but uh, unfortunately we did not get to play it, so I have no no further comment on that. <laughs> hey, did you did you? Uh, oh man, if you haven't seen it. Um, did you see the new Deadpool trailer? No. Oh God, it's in the front. Oh man, it's on the front of uh, Justice League. Um, okay, it, not it is, not the is, one from Logan. No, no, th- no, no, no. This is the new one. 
it's fantastic. It's just, it's hard to say because you can't really explain Deadpool, but basically he's Bob Ross. He's, he's got Bob Ross hair and he's doing paintings and he's trying to paint. Oh, it's, you got to watch it. Hmm. Deadpool doing Bob, Bob Ross is. I mean, obviously it's still on my list to, to see justice league that didn't happen in all the family holiday activities. I suggested it a couple times, but you know, it's hard. Yeah, it'll, um, it'll happen. I'm sure the the uh, um, but the Deadpool. The thing about the Deadpool trailer, which is really unique and really great about Deadpool, is they don't. I don't even think they show maybe ten seconds of actual footage. It's just him being Deadpool for a commercial. Hmm. You know, and like come see Deadpool too, and you're like, I want more of that. Let me just watch the next movie. You right. Know? Which is amazing. Ryan Reynolds was made for that role. Mm-hmm. Some people are made for roles. Hugh Jackman, Logan. <laughs> yeah, know. for sure. It's, it's, it's what it is. Um, anyway, so the... Uh, yeah, so that was... Did that you was my PlayStation? Own, what's that? I, I did. did you, so you did? That was, my okay. main, that was my main store experience, and I hit a threshold of purchase that was like $50 or something, because I, I paid for something that my sister got. And um, they gave us 20% off coupons. That is it Target? Yeah, Target. They go live tomorrow. Yeah, they go live tomorrow. So I'm sort of toying with the idea of using that, if I can, to order a Switch. Oh, yeah, okay. Even though if I add up just the bigger things that I got, I'm at like seven or 800 bucks. And I'm like, ah, I don't... Even at 240 or whatever it would be with tax... 20% off still like uh, I don't know but I know we'll see it's um I actually have it right in front of me it's November 28th to December 10th so it's not like I can save it yeah it's it's good for a couple weeks so I don't I mean, know there, I mean there's that there's that uh percent off of the switch that you were looking for earlier right exactly um, I don't know if it'll be valid on the Switch. If I were Target, I would put that as an exception, but who knows. Uh, so not. so let's see. To run down the list, I've picked up a lot of little things on um, Amazon Lightning deals. Almost everything else was a, was an online purchase. So um, on Groupon, I got a 64-gig Apple TV for 150 which is a decent price. The The 64-gig is normally 200 um right that is a good deal uh best buy had a 49 inch 4k tv for 330 oh did you get that yeah really oh you get yourself a nice new 4k tv yeah oh sweet and then jealous i waited i waited until like maybe afternoon evening friday or it might have even been saturday before i started looking at the playstations because i'm like I mean, even Amazon had it just like one ninety nine as early as a week ago. And I'm like, all right, well, this is just the new baseline price. Yeah. Then when I started looking around, it was like Amazon was sold out. GameStop was sold out. Best Buy right. was sold out. Sure. Um, I'm like, okay, this, this doesn't bode well. What I ended up doing was uh, ordering it online at Walmart and, okay. and doing in-store pickup. Okay, sure. Um, so I I did manage to get that, and then Amazon had Shadow of War, the Shadow of Mordor sequel, for yep. twenty five. 
Oh, that's a deal. I got mine for thirty. So I have, I have the PlayStation sitting here, not hooked up because I don't have any games yet. The game wait, is still in the wait, mail. Wait, where did you buy Shadow War for on PC? No, no, it's uh, it's off Amazon. It's just not here yet. Oh, it's just not here. Okay, right. yeah, yeah, because of the holiday and all that. Well, you can um, get you can get uh, if you've got any apps, you need downloaded on there. You need to send me your your gamer tag. Right, yeah. I set up, I also got, Amazon had a year of of plus for, I want to say 40, maybe 30, it was 29 or 39, I don't remember which, um, yeah. but at the store it was like 60, so I'm like, okay, well that's an okay discount, or something right. like that. I don't, I had plus on my PS3 like five or six years ago, so I don't remember how much it it's 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 worth costs. it. I mean, I think I pay fifty dollars. I think it's I buy the yearly one. Yeah, I should. I know there was a deal. I think you'd sent it to me about buying it for forty or something or even less. I should have jumped on that. I don't. I don't know why that slipped my mind, but it's worth it's it. Am, it's Amazon, and they mail you a code. And I yeah, yeah, I figured if if you and I want to do any multiplayer stuff or whatever, um, and so I got that. I plugged it in and got it set up and patched, and I think I downloaded Worms Battles oh, or something. Oh, the new that's, Worms that, one? Yeah, that, that's right. free. Um, but uh, I didn't actually play it because I was still over at my brother-in-law's place. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. They they have. I mean, they have pretty good games. I mean, if anything, the fifty dollars you you definitely make it make it on the games. I mean. Something they did about a year or two ago, I think they started where you don't have to like you used to have to download them to keep them. Now you can just say in my library, like mm-hmm. the first click you do, and that you don't have to download it. I've got like a two terabyte drive in mine, so I could download almost anything. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but um, the uh, it's nice because some of those like worms, like uh, worms, you have to be in the mood to play. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I, I don't want to miss it, so you can now you can just right. add it to your library and get yeah. it whenever you feel like you want to get it, which I which I like um, being able to you know digitally get any of that stuff or not have it if you don't want it Um, yeah yeah but anyway it's it's worth it's worth the 50 dollars just for those free games it really really is and i have played some phenomenal games that i never would have known about that were 20 dollar games that like "Eh, i don't want to spend 20 dollars to just take a chance yeah you know they i got it free this month steam world dig is one of those things i loved it tesla grad (laughs) another one amazing game um and i got them for free um I'm a big Transformers fan, obviously, and they had Transformers Devastation, which was free, and that's a top rank kind of game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, fifty bucks for that is a pretty good deal. Uh, if not yeah. just for that. Um, um, the only other notable thing I picked up uh, that I can think of um, was not as expensive. I managed to get the Echo Dot with the one of those TP Link outlet oh, yeah. things for $35 for the for both. Yeah, I I should have I think you told me that today and in our chat and I bought one for 25 a TP-Link um mini. just the just the outlet. Yeah, just the outlet. And I would have thrown another 10 for a dot and put it in my room. I mean, I've got mm-hmm. obviously we talked about it a little bit before. I've got one in my game room and I've got the full on Echo upstairs and I use them all the time, so getting more smart things, which I'm slowly doing over time. I'm just going to want to wake up in the morning and say, Alexa, turn on this and turn on that. Of, <laughs> you know, I'm just going. Yeah. I'm, I'm not planning on going too gung ho with it, but after, like I mentioned last week, going to that house party and, uh, 
having the easy easy control over the music and it claims to have integration with spotify which i'm hoping works pretty well yeah um, i will say the obviously it's amazon but the amazon prime music is flawless i mean yeah I just, that that's the yeah. experience that i that i saw at at my friend's house so i'm hoping yeah, i'm hoping just, i'm hoping that and i'm hoping that it can do some kind of playing nice with the apple tv maybe oh it's i don't know what amazon man they're probably like you said it's what tr- it's true it's true alexa's gonna be like you said what <laughs> right you say that word don't say that word to me <laughs> you hear her? see she doesn't know that you did one. It. you broke it <laughs> she's like sorry i don't know that one um yeah, yeah I'm, she, I'm also she, hoping that unlike my old cheap black friday tv that this one will have that uh hdmi cec or whatever it's called where i can turn it on without needing the the tv remote oh yeah yeah cool because the the apple tv remote controls volume on the tv just magically i don't i don't know oh true i i uh i i I like how it's integrated and it's not one of those things that i'm when i got the the echo that it was my first kind of like buying the hub the port the the main thing and then slowly Mm -hmm. you know as they go on sale buy smart Mm -hmm. things and i know eventually my house will probably have everything from lights to to um all my plugs and security that kind of stuff will all be i'm sure smart tv even but Mm -hmm. um it's just slow. It's just slow going. I mean, right now it's mainly on my my lights downstairs is what they all work on, and so I can turn them on and off. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna have my Christmas tree light. I'll have them on there. All my Christmas lights will probably be just on one thing where I'll turn set, tell her to turn the lights Christmas lights on, which is right. really nice. But I like it. I like smart home stuff. It's I think it's kind of pricey right now, and I understand why. But you know, wish it was less. You can walk into Lowe's and look at their or Menards and look at their. Uh, smart home section like oh man i'd love to have all this stuff <laughs> but you know 35 dollars right. a switch is kind of if not more. yeah yeah it's a little salty right um so my stuff i did um i did a lot oh but not as much well i don't know i did a lot today and we'll get to that in a second <laughs> but um, the cyber monday did you get cyber, cyber monday, monday i did do deals? cyber monday stuff um so I always my big things for for Black Friday are always games. I we we went over this on our pre-launch thing, games and movies. So I did buy all that stuff, and I didn't get a lot a lot of other things. I bought some Christmas presents for my daughter, uh, some that were there. But I, Black Friday is weird. Um, I I almost never want to encourage people to go to Black Friday because it's it's I don't like much about anything about it. But yeah, I'm I'm with you on that too. Yeah. Extent. And I really, really, really hate that it, it's it's no longer Black Friday. It's Black Thursday. That's the the worst. Um, yeah, it's like you you know that all consumer marketing stuff is is manipulation, but it's so like it's so blatant it's on Black blatant. Friday. Yeah, it's a and, little and embarrassing. It's horrible, and, and and it's almost offensive that they choose it to be six o'clock on Thursdays when they're opening now. Which is, right. if anyone like like I do has uh, Thanksgiving in the evening, it just is terrible, just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But but that being said, the reason I do is because I am solo. I'm by myself when I go. I won't go. Mm. I would never have my kids go with me or anyone else go with me. Uh, that would just be a nightmare to do. Yeah. Um, 
and I've always ever really done that go by myself. So I did this year and it's great. I think I went to my first stop was Walmart. Um, I wasn't sitting there ahead of time. I went there like it's, it started at six. I was there at six ten, mm-hmm. and it was totally fine. There was crazy people, but they have really, really, really gotten this whole thing down by now. Like it's amazing. It's just in the last five years, they've gotten it figured out, but stores have their whole stores. They rearrange for this. Yeah. And there's, you know, they, it's like they've taken professional advice on how to organize your stores for massive crowds. Um, and it's just better. It's just way better. So I can get what I want. People can get what they want and not have to be mauling over each other um, like right. it used to be. Uh, so I, I hit the the games. I got – I only bought one game. Games are usually where I, I, you know, load up on. But I recently went into this month buying Battlefront 2, Witcher 3, Uncharted 4, um, and I really didn't feel – like I had room in my life for more. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, so th- those were all games that you had bought pre prior Black and, Friday. And, I, yeah, and I up to, upgraded to the Mordor expansion on Elder Scrolls. Mm. So, so I just didn't feel like I had time, especially when I sat there and held Destiny Two in my hand, and I was like, Ugh, <laughs> "It's thirty dollars," and that means that if I play this, I am no longer going to play Battlefront Two, or I'm no longer going to play Overwatch, and I really enjoy both those games. So it was really like, okay, I'll put that down because I really just, I just don't have room in that for there. I did pick up the, uh, the middle earth one you were just talking about. Um, Mm. the first one's the only game I've ever platinumed on PlayStation. And that means got all the trophies. Uh, Okay. So that's how much I liked playing it after it was over. And I'll probably enjoy this one as well. Uh, Yeah. That was part of my, part of my reasoning with buying. Cause just like movies, I don't, I don't like to buy single player campaign RPG type games because I know that, you know, I'm going to play through it. And I talked to my brother-in-law who's, you know, he works and has four kids and he's like, man, I haven't even, I'm like a quarter of the way into Shadow of Mordor still. I'm like, he doesn't have time to sit and play games. Oh, right. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, you know, if I really like it and have the time, like I'm going to be through it in a couple weeks. Yeah, but but I did buy that one because I'm like I know the first one was really good. I played on PC, and so I'll play this one on on the PS4. And I think it re- the first one really made the Lord of the Rings interesting in a different way than all the other Lord of the Rings stuff is done. Yeah, you know, it, it made it kind of modern ish. Um, yeah, I liked it, and and purist Tolkien people probably hate it. Um, but the reason one of the reasons I liked it, cause it wasn't purest token. It was just, you know, Hey, this is the token world like the man made and now we're having fun in it. And that was great. So yeah. this one hopefully you don't, did. you don't need to be trying to live, relive some part of the book that's already written. Like what's going to happen? Are you going to do something different and the ants don't win this fight? Well, is that better to you than this? Maybe yeah. it is, but you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but you're wrong. No, I get it. The I never was really interested in the in the the movie spinoff games of like Lord of the Rings or Hobbit. Just I don't know why I'd want to play through that. I enjoyed them, but you know, each yeah. to their own. Um, I did buy some. Best Buy has got like the best movies. I thought. I mean, it was mixed. Think going into it with all the ads, but Best Buy had some of the best like movies for the cheaper prices, and I picked up uh, some. I guess impulse buys. I bought the Justice League Doom 
uh, animated show, and okay. there's an Atlantis. Uh, since I just came off Justice League, now I'm back on the Aquaman kick. So I, they had mm. uh, uh, a Justice League Atlantis one that I bought. Um, but they were only like five bucks. It was great. Like those are all those DC those DC animated stuff are like high quality. I love them. Mm. Um, I did buy Alien Covenant, um, Fantastic Beasts, Spider Man Homecoming, Wonder Woman. Just those are all like top tier things for like ten bucks or less. Yeah. Uh, so I got I have a ton of stuff to watch. Although I did buy some horrible stuff too. Like I bought the <laughs> most recent Transformers movie, mm. but. I, I, yeah, I'm stuck on that. I'm really stuck on a horrible thing, Dennis. You got to tell me how I can go to some kind of meeting about this uh, addiction thing I have, where I have all of the Transformers movies, and if another one comes out, now I have to. I feel obligated to buy to buy it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like you know, how if, horrible they are. If if people would stop giving him money, he he might stop. I know, man. I know. I don't know. How do you, I stop. You know, you know it's like. Um... Is there a meeting? Can I go to a meeting? It's, Transformers Anonymous. It's it's like Keystone or Bud Light, you know? So, sometimes sometimes you want to watch a crappy movie. Oh, that these are terrible. I watched it. <laughs> I, it's terrible. I watched it last night with, uh, um, again, we were going through the, the my daughter and I, uh, my 11-year-old, and she's sitting there like, let's watch one of the new movies, Dad. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And she was, most of these we've actually seen. Like, I, I take her to see the, the movies, most of the movies that we see. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, but Transformers is one that she didn't see. She, I said, okay, so let's watch that one and we'll put that on. And she enjoyed it. But just as I'm watching it, how terrible it is was just, I, you know, I'm glad I only spent six bucks on this and that's fine. now th- are they up to like five, four, yeah, five? It's five, I think it's five right now, but I mean, terrible. I s- Dennis, let I me tell you f- how bad it is. <laughs> I saw the first one and I remember it being pretty not great you know as far as like incomprehensible plot and stuff which is it's it's not you know it's not that much more than like any other kind of summer blockbuster oh i I don't know know what i don't know what to categorize it like superhero come like even you know some of the some of the less less well well rated you know marvel movies or whatever um but like that was that was the first one that was the best and they got worse from there right like okay i get you yeah like the first one wasn't that great but it wasn't like the worst ever and then i maybe saw the second one and then i haven't seen any of them since then now they're like they they don't even have the the b-list actors that they started with no, what's um, worse is that they do have the B-list actors, and they shoehorn them in there for no reason. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's like, what? They're not even, what? You know, it makes like, no like, sense. like putting Orlando Bloom in the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah, well, even worse than that. Like, at least he belonged there. Now they're like, oh, um, this guy died in one of them, so let's put, like, some, uh, put a beard on him and have him play a different character. Oh, what? I, I kid you not. And I will spoil that for you. Uh, Tucci, Stanley Tucci is mm-hmm. in the fourth one, I think. And he doesn't die, but he's Merlin now. He plays Merlin. Like Merlin? Back in t- like Merlin the wizard. The back wizard? In, in history. The wizard. He's Are just got a beard. Are they time traveling? No. It's just terrible. 
Dennis. It's so just it's terrible. so it's present day. Merlin is still around. Which no, is no, no. It's it's like they. This has to do with the the fifth one has to do with the Arthurian legend, and they flash back to yeah. Transformers oh. were around when you know Arthur. They flash back to when, to when robot cars. Yes. Showed up in in Renaissance. England no, they they were they were they were the dragons. So if there was a dragon, that oh. was that was them. Um, okay. But anyway, that's near here and there. Merlin yeah, was played terrible. by Stanley Tucci, and it was terrible. And that's what they're doing. And that, like, also, the guy you since you did see the first one, he was like the FBI agent, Sector Seven guy, leader guy, whatever. Um, who okay. Michael Bay has a fantasy crush on forever. Sure, he is. He's in this one, but he plays like the. Oh man, I can I can't talk about this. This is just terrible. I mean, I, I pretty <laughs> much I pretty re- pretty much remember Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox, and that's, yeah, and that's kind of how that's this it. is. It's got Marky Mark in it, and there you go. So speaking of weird shoehorned characters coming back with weird beards and stuff, I'm going to ask a question. Weird. That's weird beards. Okay, that that seems a little bit a little bit out of left field, but I, I want to get your take on it. Stanley cameos. Okay. Okay. Is it every time I see one it feels it feels less novel? I don't I don't I don't know if I would even use Marvel as an adjective like that, but it it just feels it feels more cute every time. Yeah. Cute maybe isn't even the right word, but it's like every time I see it I'm like uh, it doesn't count as a cameo if it's this in your face obtrusive scene that right. you like stick yourself in here like like the his, his tongue is so far in his cheek that it's practically out of his mouth yeah and you know what's worse is that that's actually how the man is in real life like he is he's his life is tongue in cheek i mean it's like mm. he's living this this everything is wonderful because it's so horrible life hmm. but yeah, I get it. And Thor, t- I, and Thor, I don't know much about. I don't know much about him personally or his career or anything like that. I just see the cameos in all the films, and every time yeah. I'm like, he might as well be breaking the fourth wall and winking at us. Oh yeah, right. I I, I think he does. Right. I mean, earlier <laughs> on, he was just a stand, innocent bystander who pulled a person out of the way or something, and now he, he yeah, you had to you lines. had to try and catch it. It was like an Easter egg. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's. I, I guess my take is that it's okay because it is. It's clearly a. If you said it, fourth wall breaking moment, and, yeah. and the more they accept that, that's cool. I will say there's one exception. The best Stanley cameo ever on all of them um, was probably I think it's Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah, it was Guardians of the Galaxy two. In that one, um, there's a scene where they are like going through all these quick portals in their ship to get through to get across space and they have to go through all these different portals really quickly and they're like oh yeah they do the jumps and it like yes. stretches out and all that yeah 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 so they're and and they're like the the scenes are shot so that like it shows a section of space and the portal opens up and they go through and they go through another portal and then they show another section of space they come out of a portal and they go through it so it's just these hmm. cuts in there and then one of the cuts has a rock with a bunch of tall giant huge egghead looking aliens and Stanley sitting in the middle of them. And he says a little line there and that's right. the, yeah, that's I, the best one. I vaguely remember that. It's a little, it's a little reminiscent of, uh, of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Have you, have you seen much of that? 
No, and to my sad dismay, it's something clearly I need to watch. It's a little. It's gotten to the point now where it's it's like a lot of a lot of things where like the material is good, the fans are kind of awful, but uh, they do they do a couple episodes of something they call interdimensional cable, where okay. um, they just sort of make up like what the the world and TV would be like in parallel universes. Okay, and so they do bits where like you know the the chairs are people and they're talking on they're talking on the phone and then in the next one the phones are people and their their phones are actually chairs and they're ordering a pizza except the pizza is made out of people and <laughs> just random stuff like that or there's one where uh it's game of thrones except everyone is a dwarf except Tyrion. <laughs> okay right that's random funny, random stuff like that and that's how that sequence of guardian guardians of the galaxy felt to me right right uh, well, well the 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 side part that makes that so good it, and i'll do my my uh comic book nerd here for a second um okay. the aliens that are around him and they're dressed just like it is they're part of a race called um the watchers mm. and and they're they've been throughout all of comic books all marvel comic books forever and so, so who watches them? They right the the the, the NPR does. So okay, okay. Uh, so not, the uh, uh, right, not blue penis man. <laughs> no, um, so they're the watchers, and what they do is they're I'm trying to think they're like monitors in DC. They're they're the people who just watch and chronicle um, the universe, and they were mm. there at the beginning, and they'll be at there at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anytime it's kind of cool. It's one of the things that even happened in the infinity, the original infinity gauntlet comic book was that, um, when you th- know things are going to get serious, when a watcher shows up, mm. you know, it's like, Oh, and, and they don't do anything, especially the one that's like assigned to earth sector is his name's Watu. And he just, all of a sudden he'll be start hovering above things. And it's really neat because the characters will be like doing stuff and they'll be talking. And they're like, okay, things just got real something's really serious. Like what, what do you mean? It was like all of a sudden, why is a 30 foot tall bald man hovering in the sky above us? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, th- now it's, this is a pivotal part in Marvel history type thing. And they've mm-hmm. for the most part used them pretty judiciously. But anyway, they chronicle all things. They see all things and they're super powerful. Um, but again, they're not supposed to interfere. They just watch. Sure. sure. Um, so they're, they, and they track everything. So he, in that scene, he's talking to the watchers and he says like, he's telling them that basically that he's a watcher and that's what he's doing. And he, cause he says like, Oh, and one time I was dressed up as a delivery man. And so <laughs> and he's talking about the Stark one. So he's, it's kind of like right. the Stanley appearances are him being a watcher, watching all the important things in the Marvel Yeah. World. It's, it's a little bit like, um, it's a little bit like Stephen King writing himself into the Dark Tower series. Yeah, writing himself I, in there. I know you didn't read, but there's a there's a segment where, and the story goes that like, in real life he got in a in a near car accident or something, and that experience, sort of near death, whatever, like gave him enough of a kick to pick up and continue writing that series which i think maybe had not yet even been published 
And yeah. so because it, because it deals in sort of parallel worlds, there's a point where the main characters show up in uh, Maine, whatever that town is, yeah. and and meet him and talk to him. And they're like, okay, well, this can't be – this has got to be the past or something because he's writing us. Oh, right. It's cool. it's it's completely it's completely fourth wall sort of breaking. Except That's they don't talk they don't talk to the readers, but um, right. That's sort of sort of what it is, what it is. That, that's that's really cool. I mean, that, that's interjecting that extra little bit if you're in the know or know what you're, what it is. That's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I like it. I mean, it, that's to answer your question. I guess with the Stanley thing, right? I, I, I like it. It's it's cool, and I and we all know that we should be uh, appreciative of the few we have left with that guy. He's like 99 or something like that. Right. Yeah. So for yeah, sure. he's he's living it up, and if and I actually kind of feel for the fact that you know if I was a if I did something that it was everyone hated in the world and derided, and I had to change my name for, uh, but still did it and loved it, and it became the best thing ever from for billions of dollars in the world and will last for a lifetime. You got to give that guy credit, you know. Sure. So no matter what you think about him, it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I, don't, I don't have strong opinions about that. Yeah. As, as, um, him and his work. So, so, so you bought a lot of movies and one I game. did, and that was good. But my big stuff was today. I, I, I will say, after all the stuff I bought, I only spent just a little over $100. And I felt pretty happy about that. On all your movies? Yeah, all my movies and, and tons of them and games. Um, but today, I've been talking to you for a while about buying a PC, a new PC. Um, right. I can't remember if I've mentioned it on air here or not, but I probably have as much as we go around. Um, sure. You know, I'm typically a console guy. Um, my profession is in technology and computers, mm-hmm. programming and web design. So it's not like I'm not a PC guy. I absolutely am. But in, in this modern day and age, it's hard to sequester myself down in the game room and just be on the PC. So... It's hard mm-hmm. to justify that. But my current PC is something like six, seven years old, I think. Uh, it's pretty old. And it still sure, runs yeah. things just fine. Because when I bought it, I bought the best of the best of the best. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what. It's a 32, 32-bit processor. So Yeah, that's... that's can't really do much anything on it anymore. That's, that's not that great anymore. <laughs> right, right. Um, so today I went ahead. I've, I, I think through a lot of your your uh, links and a lot of the Black Friday or Cyber Monday type deals that were happening, I decided that I'd go ahead and do it. And uh, I, I'm building it. I'm not not uh, pre-making it like I had thought. I mean, I, I thought I'd, the difference between building it yourself and, and um, having it pre-made, I mean, at my level of knowledge, is that um, if something goes wrong, mm-hmm. I can always send it back. Right. But I can't. Sure. If I got a jumper wrong or I don't, (laughs) you know, it's what am I going to do? Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, over the years, I just I have a hard time giving up, you know, the conventional accepted wisdom. And when when I was first, you know, coming into having my own computer and all that stuff, you know, I bought I bought my first PC pre-made. It was a compact. It had a four gigabyte hard drive yeah like you know 
I had to burn my MP3s onto CDRs because I didn't have hard drive space for my music library. Oh, sucks. Um, and I actually have owned uh, four or five. My second, my second machine was pre-made too. It was one of those, um, one of those Black Friday e-machines. And I think I talked about it last week or the week before. Like it, yeah. it wasn't that great. And so then from then on, which has only been two, because in between I, I switched to uh, the Mac for work, and uh, I didn't have a Windows PC for a long time. That's when I did some more. Uh, console gaming or you know played world of warcraft which is cross-platform yeah um but it's just always been that like you know if you get a good deal on a pre-made machine it's because some part of it is subpar you know you have a crappy case or a cheap power supply or some off-brand ram or there's like some aspect of it that's not great and regardless of what our friend zon says I like the option of getting a system that's good enough. I think when I, I built mine two, three years ago, I spent like 700 bucks on it. And then last year, around this time, maybe a little earlier, I bought a solid-state hard drive, which it didn't have. It had a hybrid. Yeah. And um, and upgraded the CPU from, a, from an i3 to an i7. I mean, it was a fairly nice i3 when I built it, but it like... You know, I went from having some major frame rate troubles in MMOs to being able to run, you know, Maxed I could have Black out. Desert. I, I think I talked about Black Desert in our MMO episode, but I could have that running in the background and still play Heroes of the Storm in the foreground. Yeah. Nice. It's like, you know, with an MMO, you're it's less about graphics and more about CPU because you have to manage all the people, all the other players around you and their... You know, crazy right. pink hats and stuff. <laughs> crazy, yeah, right. The the uh, man. I don't. I don't so anyway, you. I don't want to change it too. Well, I don't want to change it too hard up to this, but I want to. I do comment on the mimos and space. Is I, when I played EverQuest, mm-hmm. um, the first one. I remember them. Everybody warning variety of items and armor and pieces that you could wear to make it look different because there right. wasn't a lot. Uh, vanilla EQ, and I remember their post was like, well. We have to load their way of building stuff back then was that they loaded every art asset that players could wear into RAM. Like every mm. art, every art asset. So any item, any thing that could go from zone to zone was loaded into RAM. So they were like, we're limited by the specs, our minimum specs, and therefore you couldn't do more. And like that made a lot of sense back then. So they couldn't they couldn't put more items into the game, you mean? Yeah, so if a if a yeah. texture for a sword was a kilobyte, they and they only have I don't know what their the RAM was sixty four megs of RAM back then on their minimum <laughs> specs, you know, that's that's they, they were limited. Yeah and, yeah. and that's what it was. They had the well, and and now that's one of the things people talked about when I was playing Black Desert. They're like they're like, uh, I don't like the, the popping which is that that effect of you know you're you're on your horse and you ride into town and you maybe start out seeing just vague polygon shapes yeah. and then and then people appear as they get 
not only within your view distance, but then their their you know um, their character model and their gear all renders into the game. And that was the first game I played that um, it didn't have. I don't know. I think that it didn't have as much as wide range of of character customization as some games but maybe that's just compared to single player games it was the first multiplayer game i've played that had really i mean aside from some people being giants and some people being elves like fairly realistic compared to a cartoony game like any of blizzard's stuff um to the extent where i could sort of not really be immersed but to like to actually care about immersion sure sure well okay so get not before anyway. you go into the mmo section of, of the yeah, yeah. things let's uh yeah so i i got i got the pieces i i felt that um there were some cyber monday days oh hey i do want to comment on the like the pre pre-made versus built thing uh, but in today's modern age of websites and and businesses uh, the pre-made stuff isn't isn't like it used to be with like say e-machines or with Dell or whatever. Where this is the package you get nowadays. Every uh, the decent sites are configurator sites. So you have you pick from the list of twenty different graphics cards and twenty different cases and twenty different motherboards, and it all smartly puts things together for you. Like well, right. if you pick an AMD or an ATX thing, you pick, it won't fit that, and it grays them out. Um, so you can pretty much straight up compare. Like, how much is it if I put it together, and how much is it if I have them put it together for me? Um, and I will say one site that I look at to judge a lot of that stuff is called iBuyPower.com, and they've got some pretty-looking machines, and they do some neat things with it. And... Um, so I had my list that I had here of things the, that I wanted to buy, and I could just directly put those into iBuyPower and on their selector, and then it told me, here's the price of it. You know, So it wasn't a cheaper pieces or anything. I knew exactly what I would get, and that they would ship it to me like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was $300 to $400 more. Right. So, I mean, granted, I might get a lot of bells and whistles with it like they'll send me a cool mouse pad and a t-shirt and you know i don't know a <laughs> gaming mouse maybe but you know you don't you don't have to buy a windows license yeah yeah I, it's right i don't have to buy a windows license things like that but you know i some of those things i don't have to buy anyway right. uh so i was able to i'm able it's still the same thing that if i build it myself it's cheaper but sure. but it's me building it and, yeah, and I will t- give, you're taking on that risk. Yeah, and I will give my little story here that goes very short. Is the very first time I ever bought my own PC, it would not turn on. It just would not mm-hmm. turn on. And I was like, oh, my God. I took this big risk <laughs> thinking I knew all the stuff. And this was back before YouTube was really yeah. a thing. And yeah. I just was like, what do I do? I can't call anyone. And, you know, I, I, I did call a, a buddy of mine that worked for Bioware back in the day. And he and I, and I said, I don't know what to do. You know, you know these things and you do this all the time. What what do you what, what do you do? And, you know, what can you do? Can you help me with troubleshooting? He's like, man, I don't even know. There's a billion configurations. How would I know? And I just mm-hmm. sit, remember sitting there that night thinking, I just wasted a thousand dollars. Yeah. And, and, and there's nothing I can do. Um, 
the long short of it is I forgot to plug it in. <laughs> Not necessarily plug it in, but I forgot to plug the power supply into the motherboard. Yeah, yeah. I actually, when I, I'm talking about the system that I built, I, I missed some part of it. It was like one of the, one of the fans or something I didn't have the right adapter for. And so I had to buy a, a thing that would convert the SATA power with the little jumper wires or something so that I could plug one of the fans in. Right. And it's, and it's one of those things. I mean, I used a site called PC part picker which is a little bit like, um, you know, if you're buying it, like I looked at cyber something, whatever, they had some deals on gaming laptops that I was looking at last week. Um, and PC part picker is sort of like that, where like you start with something and then you've got loadout slots, sort of like a video game. And you're like, all right, I want to, well, I want to put Ram here. What Ram will work with my motherboard or whatever. Great. Right. Yeah, and then it, it's the same thing, except it's just shopping, and they'll show you, you know, the cheapest price between Amazon Newegg and a couple others. Or you can say, like, you know, only show me the Newegg prices, or they'll load the the Newegg bundle things where you get a motherboard and a CPU in one, one item or whatever. Well, Not one item, but one, you know what I mean? Yeah, the... the the scariest part about building a PC for anyone who's out there even considering it is, is compatibility. I mean, there's, there's just no way to always tell that it's going to work. And if you put it together and you bought a $300 processor and it doesn't work with it or it shorts it or it overloads it or heats it. Oh my God. Right. I mean, you just have no idea. Um, Yeah. And that's, and especially as you know, we've gotten into all the networking stuff and, I don't know that it's gotten more complicated. It feels like it has, but maybe not. Yeah. Um, I mean, we used to have, even when I started, we had like two different kinds of slots, motherboard slots, even before you got to the drive base. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't know that this stuff has gotten more complicated, but. Um, yeah. And, and it used to be that if it fits, it, it works. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's why I use PC part bigger. Cause I'm like, I don't want to like look up details on every item and like it would automatically do the filtering. And if there was a, there was uncertainty, a little, you know, message warning message would pop up and it's like, these two items might not be compatible. Just, you know, at your own risk. Yeah. That, that's, that's kind of how that, like I said, the, the quote unquote pre-made sites are now these days is that they'll, they'll do that for you as you're in right. a really nice interface kind of way. They'll, they'll do it for you. They'll assemble it for you. Take all that risk and, Yes. Charge you more, right? And, and that, that's off. the big part you just said there. They'll take the risk. So if they go to put in this part that doesn't work, they're going to be like, hey, um, that doesn't work, and it got through our configurator, and they will contact me and say, this isn't a part that works with this. What do you want to do? You know, as opposed to them shipping it to me, and then I have to say, um, I you know, chose the wrong one. Can you please yeah. give me a refund? Uh, <laughs> my bad. My bad. Right. But I, I, I will say I, I used a site and I, I'd like to plug the site. It's called logical increments, um, dot com. And it's great. It's amazing. It's simple. It's easy. It gives you builds, a guide, a nice color coded chart with multiple selections, but it's very easy, very intuitive up to date. 
And if you want to buy the thing, you just click the part. It takes you right to Amazon or Newegg to the screen that you can push buy on. And it it it, it has like these, I don't know, the, the things that I always pick was, um, I don't know, uh, color-coded. Like if you want a superb machine, okay, mm-hmm. here's the Excel spreadsheet of all of the yellow. These are all in yellow. And these parts will fit with all with each other, so I could feel this is the quality and the dollar amount that I want to spend, and I can tweak in between there. Mm-hmm. And I really felt comfortable about that stuff. And then, and then I felt even more comfortable when I could go on the Cyber Monday deals and say, okay, I know they said this one works. Here's a deal for a different fan or power supply. Uh, it's got the same dimensions, same things, but it's cheaper and it's you know, but it was more expensive, so. I feel confident doing it. I know. I feel really happy about it. I, I do. I'm nervous. Um, <laughs> just always, always nervous. I mean, you're always nervous of something like that. Sure, you spend yeah. a certain chunk amount of money and it was no trivial amount. Are um, you a, are you a static wristband wearer? How do you mean? You know, they have those, uh, those anti-static grounding. Oh no, but I should get one of those, right? <laughs> Right, that's that's where I am. Out there. But anyway, I've I've done this like once every five to ten years or something. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I should maybe do that thing that yeah. they say you should, and I never do. Right, uh, and you know it is winter time, so it's going to be like dry air and um, on carpet <laughs> yeah. down here. Um, yeah, it makes me a little nervous. But the uh, yeah, the CPU makes me the most nervous on a build. You know, just yeah, you got to do the the like heat sink. Uh, the goop. gel stuff goop. and yeah. uh, fit fit like three hundred pins into a thing and clamp it down in there. Oh, the yeah. clamping is the most terrifying part of all because it's like <laughs> I, every one I've ever built. I think if this is my be my fourth one or my fifth one, and mm-hmm. and every single time you, it's a very hard like snap or it's a really like yeah. strong pressure on that CPU and I'm like. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! This delicate thing that I can't even barely have static electricity around, and I'm putting billion pounds of pressure on it. Yeah. So yeah. you, um, so you ordered all that stuff today. Say right? again. So you ordered everything today. Yeah, it's ordered. It's all there. I mean, it's I, so, I pushed so it on both. So it's not. Uh, it, it'll be here in a couple days. Later in the week. Well, the Amazon stuff will be here in two days. Because it's right, on right. Prime, and then the other one's four to seven business days. I didn't buy into the whole like, hey, Newegg has ugh, everywhere. Everybody wants your money, man. Everybody wants your money. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's like the uh, hey, sign up for our two day shipping thing, and oh. like really, like why would I get you know buy fifty dollars a year for Newegg two day two dollar two day shipping? But anyway, right? Yep. Yep. I mean, Amazon is one thing; they sell freaking everything. So yeah, everything. I'm going to use it. Every, um, everybody know everybody I know like I have half of my family using the same Netflix, but like yeah. everybody has their own Prime account. Right. I mean, you use it, but but yeah, yeah, but not not for Newegg. I mean, not not Newegg. No. I'll pay the five dollars and not <laughs> do that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it was only five dollars for shipping, which I'm 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 really surprised and happy about. Uh, they said four to seven business days, so that's weird because I know Newegg sells so many different brands. I don't think they had to. I didn't realize they had a stock of their own, so I guess they ship it all in one box. It's been a while since I've bought through like that. Um, I thought they shipped them all separately, but I guess they're going to put it all in and ship it all at once. So hopefully, by sometime next week, I'll have a game system rolling, um, up and running. So I'm 
little nervous, but good. I'm going to pass my other one down to my daughter, and she's excited about that. And she loves playing Minecraft, so she'll be, we'll be Minecrafting on it yeah. next to it. But now I got to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to find, I'm going to have to find uh, a game to buy for the PC that's, that's pretty high end pushing the graphics and just buy it. I mean, but, you know, if Zon's still trying to get Destiny 2 going, I, I regret dude. spending full price $60 on that. But I mean, it's not bad. It's just not $60 is a lot. No, for, it's, as, for as much as I've played it, which is not very much. Yeah, I, I, as I said earlier in this podcast, that that problem with Destiny is that I'm every minute that I'm playing Destiny, I'm not playing Star Wars. I mean, it's PVE. I mean, well, it it has a PVP aspect, but I hate PVP. So yeah, that that might be it, part of my not getting that much enjoyment out of it. I'm like, oh, it's Diablo, except you're just shooting, and so. Yeah, yeah. And and I know the first one had dailies, which was bothers me, you know. When when you start mm. doing dailies to grind up your stuff, it bothers me. Um Yeah. It, yeah I guess it depends on how it's framed. Like I I get that like that impulse because I have done that historically with games in the past where I'm like, you know, I wake up in the morning and I open my phone to see like do I have chests open, you know unlocked that i can open and start up a next one so i'm not wasting any of the timer like i've always been more diligent about video game chores than real life chores which is (laughs) awesome psychologically and just to a reality of the world we're living in but um we got a whole topic on that yeah when when i come into a game that i haven't played in a while it is nice to be able to say okay what what's going on like you come into you come into wow and you're like okay well i want to i guess i want to check my auctions i gotta check my mail which which rep should i be working which dungeons should i run which there's like so much to do it's overwhelming where you come into you know a mobile game or um destiny something like that and you're like well what's what's going on and it's like well run three patrols and run two crucible games or whatever and i'm like all right i can do that like yeah. it gives you a little a little focus and a little direction if as long as you can manage to resist the 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 pressure when you're not playing yeah that's that's key which right? is which is always the catch of it it depends on depends on how much i enjoy the game whether no, that like, stuff like i have i've got witcher 3 me. i've got witcher 3 that i've only played like 2% of and I really like it and I'm really interested in it. I really want to play it. But if I, I kind of think, um, if I'm playing this, I'm not playing battlefront two. And, um, I get credits for every game I play on that. And then I can open up some of my things and get further along with my heavy. Damn it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's the hook that they've done good. It's good on them for, for putting that psychological thing yeah. in. Um, and, and I get, and I enjoy it. I do enjoy it. So right now they're at the level of, I enjoy them both playing. So, you know, one I get rewarded for playing, and the other one I get rewarded on my own time. Uh, right. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll yeah, get into it. I don't know. I mean, you probably don't want to buy uh, um, Overwatch again since you have it on on console. Yeah, unless it's cheap. Um, but I, I don't know. Sa- I mean, same. Rever- I mean, Blizzard has a sale going. It might be down around thirty or something. I saw which that. Is, I saw that. Is it's not a stupid deal. 
Um, I'll tell you what I, what I will be playing. I'm sure I'll put it back. You know what? I'll, I'll probably the first thing I play is either Diablo three or uh, is it Wings of Liberty or no? It's the uh, the Protoss campaign. Oh, um, Legacy of the Void. Yeah, that's the, yeah. So I haven't played those. And um, did you play the? Did you play the Zerg one? Yeah. Actually, I think I got to the end, near the end of the Zerg one, so I maybe finished that one out first. Yeah, it gets a little less interesting toward the end. It was kind of fun for me. I don't know if I never had it or I got it because the game went free to play, but I played it with like a week or two ago, and it was a more compelling story than I expected it to be. It's, I mean, it's classic StarCraft, like everything is about Kerrigan, but um, you get a lot of the, uh, at this point, by now almost all of the named characters in that campaign are heroes in heroes of the storm. And so it's interesting for me to see their origins, like where they were first before blizzard said, well, this is a kind of interesting, you know, here character. What do they, what would they look like in a MOBA? What, what would their kit be? What abilities would they have? Right. Um, Are you talking about the the heart of the swarm one or the, the legend? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you've got the big, um, the big queen, Zagara. Yep. is one. Um, Dahaka, the the essence collector, primal Zerg. Yeah, um, Stukov is fairly new. Like within the last couple months, the like half human, half Zerg, Russian guy. Here, yeah. Um, Abathur, the the guy who does your upgrades yep. in that campaign yep. is like the evolution master. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the original, like early when, when Hots was being made, he's the guy who doesn't fight, right? He hides in the base and puts oh, his yeah. little symbiote on you. Of course, Kerrigan herself. Um, and well, then there's all the Marines and stuff like that too. Well, of course, yeah, all the basic Rainer troops, and, Rain, yeah. Rainer, and you don't get too much of that in that in that Zerg campaign. But yeah, the um, the the thing I think that that slowed me down on that campaign was it's weird my relationship with StarCraft things. I love the story. I've always have since the first game, mm-hmm. but um, like when they get into actually playing the game, it bugs me a little bit because it's not how I play StarCraft. Like building a bi- building a city, upgrading forts. It's it's not like that. It's mainly most of StarCraft with the story is, is moving guys through a railroaded path that you have <laughs> yeah. to do, and and you have to do it right how they kind of set it up to be, and yeah, that that doesn't feel like fun to me really. It's kind of like okay, I'm figuring out what they want me to do, yeah. instead of like doing what I want to do. Um, so it, that's never been exciting, and I'm just hacking through those so that I can see more of the story. Right. Um, right. So the Kerrigan one, I get Kerrigan. I get the whole thing and I'm okay with her. But, you know, at the end of the first one, she comes back to human again. And you're like, oh, great. She's finally, mm-hmm. they're getting her back to there. Her and Rainer forever. Heart, heart, heart. And then, <laughs> you know, oh, she was like, no, I'm going to be crazy bug queen, lady queen again. And just, Spoilers. just randomly, just because, you know. Well, she thinks he's dead. Again, oh, is that spoilers. true? Is that what it is? I, I remember that. Yeah, somebody, somebody um, who's the guy? Banksk or somebody says that, or it's on the news that, like, he's reported dead. And so she's like, 
you know, I'm going to find Manx because it's his fault. Rainer's gone and now I have no reason. Like, she starts out. Really? And and it's part of the thing, like, her, she's not, you know, she's not the Queen of Blades. She's not the Queen of Blades. And then whoever leads her to this pool and whatever, and then she becomes the Queen of Blades only different and better. Yeah. Well, and, and then they, the they, start, goes. they start trying to make the, the Zerg like a whole society type thing and interesting by making them like colonies with leaders and thoughts and processes and things. And they were just much more exciting when they were just an overwhelming force of nature that just bred like mm. replicators. You know, they were just, yeah, just, it's a, it's a little bit, I mean, it's, that's not terribly new. It's like in the original game. Cause I was, playing some of that a few months ago when it went when the remastered came out um the the stories are more interesting easy, maybe not more interesting but they're easier to follow in the new game because the technology of cutscenes and in-game dialogue and stuff but um you know you had the you had the overmind and then you yeah. had all these cerebrates and the cerebrates were under the overmind they're really the only conscious thought in the Zerg and in that campaign, it's sort of the same, except instead of the overmind, you had Kerrigan who was the queen. And then you had all the, the brood mothers that she created as her like lieutenants. And then when she was gone, they, you know, sort of fought and it's a, it's a little bit like a, like a monarchy nobility system. Yeah, but but then there's always there just seems to be always different kinds of Zerg popping up that don't fit that. Like, like Yeah, that's true. They introduced that whole concept of the primal Zerg yeah. that are just they're just wild. They have no they have no hive mind. Which actually it's funny. That's that's kind of what well, not just that. I was thinking of the the Zerg that see, I guess in the first game you just see Zerg as like there's the queen and the overminds and there's just a few few of them that have sentience. There's like the classes that are just just that class system. There's just a few. The queen is the, the linchpin to all of it. The rest of them are just mindless things that do that bidding. And now in this story, there's like, would you say, Ab- Abathur? And there's there's the, the other lady that's part of your ship or something. And then there's right. all the different queens. And then their subordinates. Like It's like, okay, now all the Zerg have intelligence. There's just a ton of people that are intelligent in the Zerg. And they're a whole society. Instead yeah, of, I mean, most of them still don't, right? Like, most of the troops are still just, like, beasts. Far. And it's and it's sort of, you know, it's like you got these three groups and you got to say, well, the humans are military. The Protoss are also sort of military, sort of spiritual. But, like, like each, each individual has, you know, sentience, so they have to have a, a formalized structure to sort of explain how you as the player are controlling all of these units. Yeah. And that's... But with the with the Zerg, it's done with the hive mind. So you just have a few more at the top to sort of have this framework for like your unit upgrades and your dialogue stuff like they had in the in the original Wings of Liberty campaign. Yeah. You but... know, Ra- Rainer had his you know, he had Tychus and the dude, you know, Scotty, whatever, down in the thing yeah. to do his upgrade stuff. Like, he had different people. The Zerg don't have that, so they had to sort of write in these these other um, Zerg that presumably, 
or at least in the story, Kerrigan, when she was Queen of Blades, created and gave more mental capacity, whatever, to sort of serve these purposes. Yeah, and it's and that's just, I guess that, for me personally, was a bit of a turnoff. I think it was just sure. kind of like, they're, now they're making it like another human or thing, you know, which, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's not terrible about it. Yeah, it, I see it wasn't as interesting to, that I thought of the Zerg. They weren't different from the Terrans terribly. Right. You know, it was just okay. Now, now it's just Kerrigan trying to take over the Zerg, and I'm doing mission after mission of her taking over the Zerg. <laughs> and like this feels like I'm do I've done this before that she's yeah. already was like queen of all things in the world, and now it's like we're doing it again. So it really felt like the Zerg one, even to the point where I'm at, is just a filler until we get to the really the real point of the, the game is the Protoss campaign, which I don't know mm. if it is, but it's the way it always feels. Could be, you know. And I haven't played. I haven't it. done anyway, that one yet. That, that's that's uh that's what I probably play when I get there. Diablo three, I really really liked. I really like it a lot. It's got great graphics, great stuff. It you know I can make it even better. It's amazing. It only gets yeah. better, and I think that I'll probably play that one. Diablo um, three, you could try, you could try Heroes of the Storm again now that you have oh, yeah. yeah a better machine. Sure. Um, um, the, those will definitely kick butt. The the Diablo units that they've put into Heroes of the Storm look. Oh, uh, m- much better than their original counterparts. I, I always played which, uh, Diablo, like the actual Diablo one. Here's the storm. He was simple enough. Yeah, and- they they just recently put his uh, his Diablo three model in as as skins. Oh, cool. The like the like tall, yeah, kind of s- sort of feminine. It's kind shaped. of like the, the queen. Queen Alien from Aliens, kind of. Type. Yeah, yeah. Where he for a long time was the was the Diablo two version, yeah. Sort of hulking beast, kind of. I mean, I just got his whole move of like grab, push him to the other side of you, and then charge him back over the side. I right, just, right. I just couldn't get enough of that successfully it's, doing uh, that to everybody. It's it's frustrating to have happen to you. It's also frustrating if you're on a team with Diablo trying to land skill shots. Yeah. And you're not paying attention to what he's doing. He'll like charge and grab somebody just as you threw a fireball where they used to be. Oh, right. And you push him <laughs> kind of push stuff. Him away. Right. Yeah. But that's, uh, you know, that's this game up and yeah. down. Like um, coordination, teamwork. Right. So, so anyway, I'm excited. To, I'm excited about, hey, guess, guess what? Something I may actually play a little bit of. Um, remember I said I bought movies? One of the mm-hmm. movies I bought was Warcraft. And. It comes with a free month of World of Warcraft. Oh man! And I I just put, turned in all my codes for it to get the digital and stuff like that. And it said, "Okay, you now have thirty days." So I'm like, "Okay, m- maybe I'll I'll log in." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what you could do without the current expansion. I could fly around the same places and visit my yeah, own. Yeah, of course. You know? I mean, that's, you that's go... what I'll do. I'll, I'll realize I that I haven't sorted my inventory in yeah, five yeah. years. Your now. your account is at Cataclysm. Yes, Cataclysm. Yeah. So you, so you don't know about the pandas or anything? No, I stopped before pandas. I was like, <laughs> I can't do kung fu pandas. I'm out. But I'm out. Uh, people made fun of that, but it was a it was a thing in Warcraft Three. Like it wasn't people new. said it was great. I I uh, and it was fun and refreshing was what they said. I, I guess I got to where like I got felt. 
everything I, that I could get out of work, World of Warcraft, I got. Not not just from like a gameplay standpoint, but like the story. I felt satisfied with all of the stories that that I had mm. been told at that point. And Deathwing was pretty much the ultimate of all of it. And I experienced it, and it was great. And now they went into like, a, okay, we've done so much cataclysmic, basically, to steal right. word things. Um, Lich King and Illidan and Deathwing. Okay, let's do Pandas. And it's a, not a lighthearted story, but it's not of the same caliber type thing. And that was intentional. Yeah, the, 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 the Panda story sort of got back to the Horde versus Alliance a little bit because the the land where the Pandas lived was shrouded in mist, the mists right. of Pandaria. Right. And when... The Horde and Alliance found it. They're like airships crashed on it or whatever. Um, they discovered that there's a there's an aspect of the land where violent emotions take sort of physical form in these yeah. sort of ghost, not quite ghost looking things that will attack people. Yeah. And because of that, the pandas have learned to basically be Zen. Yeah. They don't call it Zen, but, you know, or maybe they do. Um, You know, it's like they have to keep their emotions in balance. Yeah. But the Horde and Alliance get there and they're like, Let's do this! Right. Maybe maybe the humans and the Alliance are like, okay, we can can totally do that. And then orcs show up and start throwing axes at stuff and... Yeah. Humans are like, screw this, and draw swords, and now there are these ghost things showing up, and the pandas are like, dude, oh my god, You're what right. the hell? Chill out. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, I will say that that I'm only halfway through watching that Warcraft show, which is something I never do, but I just had to do it this time because I was tired. Um, it it's kind of a I there's no way the horde and the 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 alliance are ever going to get along. It's not going to be, and there's not going to be any ending to this show. I don't know how it's going to end, but it's not going to end with like, and they all lived happily ever after, and the orcs went home, and the alliance are good, and the world's a peace. It's not going to happen, you know? Yeah. I mean, I hope that it does, but you're probably right. I right. mean, the next expansion is seems to be 100% focused on that conflict, so I'm hoping that it, like, escalates to, you know, Azeroth World War Two, and then, you know, they, they f- figure it out after that maybe just because things like world pvp and the language split thing kind of annoy me now i thought they were cool 10 years ago now i'm like eh, it's tired can we yeah you got to move on i mean i mean we just get past for real it's not it's not terrible that i mean there can always be different things heck the fact that they introduced the undead and the demons that's good enough i mean that could that that a lot you know aligned both factions together to fight a common cause just the whole orcs versus humans thing. Uh, I mean, it's okay in the world to have resolution. And, you know, Diablo can be dead. It's okay. He can be gone. Call the next thing, you know, Reaper of something else. And don't, you know, it's a Diablo is not there or whatever. Right. It's okay. Move on. Um, <laughs> and I know they're they're talking about their cash cow type stuff, but. It is what it is. Anyway, watching the movie, I know there's not going to be any resolution there, and that kind of makes me like watching it feeling very meh about anything that happens mm. because you know they're not going to come to a resolution here. No one's going to win. Um, yeah, yeah. So whatever. You, from the movie, you do get the uh, the sense of 
Gul'dan just never goes away. Yeah. Like, yeah, like he's always coming back. That's the way that is. Um, hey, we only got like a short bit here left, but before we leave, can I talk about something that no one's going to want to hear about because they heard about us talk about it forever? But I'd like to talk about, uh, I watched the last Discovery bit for Star Trek. You watched episode nine of uh, Star Trek Discovery? Yeah, and I kind of even wanted to talk to you about it. Um, okay. Not, not. I mean, we just spend like five minutes on this for anyone else listening and like, oh my God, not more Star Trek. Um, and I get that. I do. I totally do. Um, the last one I thought was kind of cool slash interesting. It spins my whole comment I had a couple weeks ago, maybe even last week about how, um, I hated that they set this in this time period because Mm -hmm. maybe they're not, maybe they're doing the whole multiverse thing. Yeah. I think I said that last week. Like some of the comments Lorca makes to Stamets seem to imply that they're going, they're going for the parallel universe kind yeah. of story yeah. venue yeah it's avenue which that feels like a single star trek episode that everyone might have done at one point um sure and maybe they're gonna make that their whole thing but my first thing that came to my mind was um um uh where is it sliders where they hmm. go from back in the 90s or something where they they go from different universe to different universe and things are slightly different. And so that, that'll be the exact same kind of thing. We live in a world where the, or I don't know, maybe they, they shift to one and just stay in it. That'd be interesting. Right. Or they just shift where the Klingons well, one. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a one-off story that they've used as far back as the original series episode, mirror, mirror with, uh, you know, their, their evil quote unquote, versions of the characters yeah where where spock had a goatee yeah right um and the other thing that i didn't think about until just now is there's a scene where um stamets comes out of the comes out of the spore drive chamber thing yeah like whatever all like that entire concept is a little bit contrived but he comes out and he addresses uh what's her name? I want to say Tilly. Tilly, that sounds right, yeah. Um and he addresses her as captain. Yeah, I do remember that. Okay. Right. And so you're like, what's what's going on? Is he switching places with a parallel universe version of himself? Oh, that's I didn't think of that. Okay. Or is he you know, is he like the is he like the hybrid in Battlestar Galactica where he's he's swimming in the cosmic stream and is not he's seeing all of time and and forgets where he is when he comes back sometimes right. like there, there are a lot of options with that we don't we don't really know exactly what's going on but well it um, it makes it interesting that it could go either way and I will yeah. and I am interested in watching more so they've successfully got that with me it, it answers a lot right. of things about like the spore drive it doesn't really because this they have made a point that the spore drive has been our, all the schematics and everything has been given over to starfleet so right in the federation so they should have been able to make another one at some point you know sure and, well and i mean you know that again because they said it pre-original series at some point it goes wrong like some aspect of it 
fails, you know, like when Farpoint Station, they try to go outside of the galaxy or whatever, like, at some point they they discontinue it. Yeah. Because it doesn't exist in the old shows. Anyway, I wanted to wrap that up, kind of throw that by you. There were some things that I felt that changed, in my opinions, here and there. And I, I would recommend the show to people, especially Trekkies. If you're a Trekkie and you're a hardcore Trekkie, probably not. But if right. you're at least a casual fan, then it's worth it. It's modern. If you like, I'll tell you what. If you like the Abram or the J.J. Abrams Star Treks, definitely watch this. This yeah, is right sure. up your alley for sure. It's, I think it could be ooh, potentially even better than them. You know? Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, a couple of those. You know, Into Darkness wasn't great. Beyond was kind of forgettable. Yeah, it's it was better than Into Darkness, but. Still I actually like Into Darkness not. better, but that's my opinion. Um, hey, I think that's yeah, uh, that's say. about all we got for today, man. Yeah, I think we've put down enough with my right. We congested. We we, uh, we let we let people, voice. you know, ride for a week on the on the the prayers of Thanksgiving, and I'm uh, thankful for this podcast and our listeners. So <laughs> come on Both back of our next listeners. week. Both of our listeners. All right. all, all what, four uh, thousand what, of them. What what do you want to talk about next week? Uh, what do we want to talk about next week? I, I've been I know you've been a big fan of um, the Smash Up game. You played it a lot. I actually played Smash Up the first time with you at a Gen Con, and mm. I think it was you and your brothers. And you guys, were, I remember seeing that and thinking, "Oh, it's really cool." And these are people who like playing these card games, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. And I just got the Smash Up app. I think it's been out for a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah. So I'd love to talk about that over with so. you next week if we could go over that that'd be pretty sweet yeah and over the holiday i played a couple games of uh of legendary that oh we didn't really get time to, nice. to talk about i know that's one of your favorite games so maybe we can finally get off of get off of shopping and star trek <laughs> right we can and talk some more board games i'm gonna i'm gonna put a i'm gonna put a moratorium on uh on some of that hey also we got i uh, hear we got uh a fox coming back to us pretty soon yeah, we gotta find a find a find a time slot to to get him back on. Maybe if I can finally make it out to the theater and watch Justice League, we can. Nice. Talk I, we've Super also got Hero a couple other again. guests coming up that I think people will, will uh, enjoy listening to. I, I, I'm lining up our, our good buddy Pete to come in. Um, we should probably think about getting our buddy Chris in here if we're going to start talking a little bit about. And don't scare this off for future guys, guys, but some of the Star Trek role-playing game that we're going to play and he's a big star trek uh nerd like like us so if we do yeah, maybe, come back to that at some point we'll have him on i know he's once we get a, a couple sessions in of that we'll uh we'll get him on once we've given the given the star trek topic a rest right we're, we're definitely cutting that off i'm gonna say for the rest of the year how's that no more <laughs> this year we got like off. we got like three more shows so i i, I think i think we should manage to pull that off so, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to uh, um, come check us out, you should go to frontporchpodcast.com, and you can check out all of our episodes there. Yep. Um, if you have any questions or comments, or if you've got some topics you'd like to suggest for us to talk talk over, uh, some movies that are coming up, uh, some games. Yeah, definitely let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Send us uh, an email there. Or our uh, email's on the, on the, the website. Uh, until then, for the Front Porch Podcast... This is Michael Daniels. And I'm Dennis Rogers. For the front porch. Night, everybody. Night, everybody.